You're listening to Speak Your Style, a lifestyle and business podcast hosted by Sasha Bowlby and Liz Toombs. Thanks for listening to Speak Your Style. Your feedback means a lot to us. Please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have any feedback or special requests, you can direct message us on social media. You can find me, Liz Toombs, and my business, PDR Interiors, on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And you can find me, Sasha Bowlby, and my business, Sasha Bow Boutique, at Facebook and Instagram. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Speak Your Style. I'm Liz. And I'm Sasha. And today's guest is Mary Ellen Harden, president of Wall Street Greetings. Hey, Mary Ellen. Hi, ladies. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being with us, even if it's virtually. Right. <laughs> Together, either way. That's oh, yeah, right. <laughs> it's at least nice to see people's faces. Exactly. And talk. exactly. We've got dress, put makeup on. There's no mask, you know, all those things. <laughs> yeah. I say that all the time. I'm really thankful I, that I'm in a job where it's not a big portion of my day that I have to wear a mask because I really right. do feel for the folks that have to do that. Right, right. Um, all right. So for the listeners, Mary Ellen, do you want to talk about exactly what Wall Street Greetings is? Because I'd venture to say most people don't know where you're nestled. <laughs> and we're not nestled on Wall Street, but <laughs> that is our biggest surprise. But Wall Street Greetings is a corporate greeting card company, and it's based in Versailles, Kentucky. And we honestly don't do the majority of our business locally, which is why people don't know about us. And we are primarily e-commerce, or of course we have like a distributor portion, but there's no walk-in traffic. We're not a shop that you would visit. Um, it more has a little bit of like a headquarters with our design team feel and then our production facilities and warehouse. And we sell um, between four to five million stationary pieces a year. And we're selling to like financial advisors um, or your agents, your bankers. Um, so primarily be to be business. And what's fun is we've, you know, kind of gotten into our, our background. The reason we're Wall Street Greetings is we started in the financial industry. The company's 30 years old this year, which is incredible. And I've been with the company about 15 years. Um, and then with in this role, really now it's about nine years um, as president. So, or yeah, about nine. Yeah, it's crazy how time flies. Um, but some of the exciting things that have happened since I've been president is we've really expanded past that financial group and we get to work with brands now like Amazon Fulfillment. That's one of our favorite brands to design for, um, Twitter, Snapchat, and it's just basically their paper needs. Um, you know, we call it the relationship tools that they're using at their office to reach out to their clients or their prospects. And that's what we do. It's mainly cards. We have calendar cards, but we don't do calendars. We don't do agendas. We do cards. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think there's a lot of lessons that I've learned here and some of what I can speak to in this hour is just some of what building a business and staying focused on that niche can really do. Liz and I talk all the time um, about sending greeting cards, about mm -hmm. how it's one of those like lost arts that people don't, you know, just send a simple thank you. And to me, I, I mean, my mother always sent cards. My grandmother always sent cards. And so it's one of those trickle down. Like I've just always sent cards for the littlest things. And it seems like, you know, even a lot of my friends in the younger generation, they just don't send cards. Like, it, you know, even if it's just a simple, you know, thank you for a wedding gift. Thank you for being a customer, anything, you know, a lot of people just don't take the time to send it. So I feel like that's very important. I've always done it. I'll continue to do it. And then, you know, I try to stress the others, like, you know, it doesn't take a lot of time 
you know, to write down your thoughts, to say a simple thank you. And so we always talk about that, how people just, you know, just it's just missing. It. Right. So, and, um, in the, you know, in the corporate setting, because you're right, card sending for just retail based, you know, there used to be Hallmark shops on every corner, I guess, is, is one of the examples that has changed. One of the saddest things for me is one of the biggest kind of markets that I would go to in New York, the stationary show has really dwindled down. But in the corporate setting, sending a greeting card is still one of the most cost effective ways to keep that client relationship. And, you know, we have, you know, financial advisors that have worked with us for years and that they grew their business just on sending that card because it's a touch point and it's not too invasive and it's not too salesy and you send the card to the client's kids you know that will eventually be your client perhaps and they they remember oh i got that birthday card every year from dad's or mom's financial advisor and you know just it's just such a it's just such an honest feel good way to make an impression and then the other thing for all us card senders, because I also am a card sender, was taught to, you know, you got to send those thank you cards after every gift that comes through. But it is crazy how the pandemic really resurged card sending. And, you know, Etsy's got some statistics out there on how the, the card vendors that could come up with really fun quips on toilet paper greetings or whatever it may be for 2020, just what a surge there was in overall purchasing of greeting cards and holiday cards this year. I think that was another thing is the photo cards. Cause we, if you couldn't get together, you were absolutely sending out that picture of your family this year. And, and I saw that just in the personal greetings that I have. So I love that, that you know, that
it was funny the day that they came you know they all came together but it was one of those it had been a tough day in there and you know all your days don't go as planned sometimes and so all those cards come in and I was like oh my goodness so I mean like I literally sat at my desk and opened all of them and read all of those cards and I thought and it just you know it makes your day to know that somebody just took you know a few minutes of their time to write down you know thank you for coming and you know I mean some of them yes they were like you know thank you for coming we appreciate it but then there were others that were in there that had really taken the time to write out like thank you for coming you know I really liked when you talked about this and you know that's going to help me later on and so on the receiving end of it it makes it it makes it worth it it really does it is it's just such a testimony that if we're talking here about you know a a casual setting where you received a card think about getting into a card program for the year for your business and thinking about what that really does you know and and we always advise the best thing you can do is a handwritten note you know and you, you print your logo so that it's branded i mean every piece that we put out we realize is a reflection of someone's brand they're using this to represent their business and so we're very very in tune to what our designs are they're specific to our company Company. You know, we don't source from other companies and host them on our site because we think that's one of the pieces where we stand out of getting the best design for your brand. But then when you do, you write that handwritten note or, hey, think, you know, mention someone in the family or some experience that you've had together, just what a difference that makes. And I mean, there are certainly stories after stories and, and also those stories where maybe they you know, as, as an advisor would send a card to somebody that didn't get another card on their birthday. Like that's their situation and how much that really means. And I loved, um, Liz, how you were talking about the soft skills class. Cause I've been thinking a lot about that. And I don't think you're taught in school how much relationships affect business. I mean, in any industry, in any segment. And that's where I really think the greeting card is just a facilitator of that, you know, helping those relationships. Absolutely. Like we are taught in our classes how to do our craft, whether that's designed, whether, you know, whatever the case may be, but no one helps you fill in those gaps with how to run a business. Um, I just, I don't know where we're needing to kind of pick that up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You don't get it by osmosis. You're either practicing it and making mistakes and learning or hopefully having some mentorship. (laughs) Absolutely. So, I mean, kind of on the topic of running a business, what was your path? What did that look like? Um, Or kind of like, what did you even study in school to then now be a president of a greeting card company? Right. I think my, my biggest, when I look back on the opportunities that I've had is it is just, um, you know, don't overlook opportunity when it's sitting right there in front of you. So for me, I was sitting in one of my classes at UK and one of, and, and I studied um, public relations. So that was an ISC major if, if you're local and you know University of Kentucky. And then I also had a business degree. I had an, enough hours that I could work around. So I have a marketing business degree and then in the journalism and communication is the best way to describe it. And so I was in like one of the public relations classes and our speaker was from Lexmark and nothing, there was probably a 30 second mention of hey, we're looking for an intern. And they asked me to announce that this evening. And it was a class of like 50 students, I think. And I believe I was one of the only people that responded to that. And it really led me to this whole path. I always look back on that. Now, what's so interesting is prior to that, my work experience was at Peggy's Gift Boutique in Lexington. And there I was really getting into the cards. She was letting me, you know, that's where I learned to sell. That's where I learned how important some of the relationships are and, you know, you know, being in a boutique. And I also learned about retail. You know, I was studying, that's back when she was stocking stationery and they were printing it, the invitations for baptisms and for first birthday parties in the shop. So I was helping with all that and learning 
you know, this whole space. And I knew that was my passion. It had just, cards were just always my passion. I sometimes look back to like a visit to Disney world. Probably I was in third grade and watching the designers that would, that would be back when it wasn't all, you know, Pixar and that they were actually drawing, you know, overlooking that part and thinking, oh, so you can have a career in art, <laughs> you know? And so that just had always been in my mind. So I got that internship at Lexmark because I just responded. I was there for a couple years in their corporate communications department and I got to work on their holiday card. Just And that just happened to be because it was in the department where they are because it was a print company. So they printed internally. And I just made the offhand comment of, you know, I, eventually I want to work in greeting cards. I've always kind of wanted to do that. And so that's another lesson that I think you've got to grasp hold of the opportunity in front of you. And you can't be afraid also to vocalize what you want. You know, that, that I knew that was in my future. So I just always was talking about that. So they connected me with Tim and Laura Voss that are the original founders of Wall Street Greetings because Laura had been in upper level management at Lexmark previously. And so these people worked. So right after school, I, I, I actually hadn't graduated yet, I think. I went for a visit. Um, they really weren't hiring, but that's another lesson I can share. If you walk into a small business and you say, well, this is what I'm going to be doing with the rest of my life. <laughs> it's a very compelling hire. <laughs> you know, the, you know the, I think it was an immediate connection. Um, part of some of the soft skills or just the talent that I had is they laid out all of their cards on a table and they wanted me to pick the best sellers. And then that's where I was able to demonstrate some of my talent is I was able to pick out these are the ones I like, and they were the ones that had brought in the most money for them that past year. And so we had that connection and I was able to show, I have some skill in this. This is also my passion, but you know, there's a connect here that I can bring value to the job. And so I started out of, right out of school and I just really made myself available and open to learning all facets of the business. I mean, it's a small business, so you could do that. And, you know, about 15 years ago, we were much smaller. So I learned packing. I learned the, um, you know, the process of printing, the process of proofing. I learned what I was working in was product development. And I got to help with some of our top clients at that time. And just through that, I just made it known that like, I'm here to work in greeting cards and, you know, to do whatever needs to be done. And that's how I kept um, increasing my positions with the company and then was named president. And I think, you know, some of that is just a series of events. It's smart mentors too. You know, it's looking at succession plan for the business. All that went into play. Um, but I, the other thing, you know, that Liz knows is I have, I, I was developing my own side company at the same time, Melon. And that's something that at, you know, 10 years ago was a much bigger presence in my life. And now it's just kind of the hobby, but that really opened up so many um, opportunities for me to learn about the industry that the company I was part of wasn't as immersed in the card industry, but me developing my own small business and just jumping into that full force allowed me to learn things and bring to the business. So I think all of that culminated, you know, in some of why I was able to progress with the company and still be here 15 years later and leading things. I think that's neat because it's rare that someone walks in to their first job outside of school and parlays it into a lifelong career like you have done. And I think it's worth mentioning the story of you and I meeting for that right. first time at Wall Street Greetings. 
So I was coming out to the house because um, the company, is it still headquartered out on their property? It is. We okay. still have that facility and then we have a facility in downtown Versailles. But yeah, we're still on the farm. Okay. <laughs> so I drove out to Versailles to meet with Lara Voss and um, about their home and right. um, doing a room within their home to do some um, redecorating. And I walked over to the office first because she was, you know, in the office that day. And when I walked in, I had on this pink trench coat. And I remember Tim saying, hmm you look like someone that can help us with something. And so I was like, well, what is that? And so he took me into your office, Mary Ellen, and showed me you had like a board of some of your oh, melon funny. designs. Funny. And he was yes. like, would you buy this stuff? And I was like, totally would. <laughs> and then you did, which and is then awesome. I did. <laughs> but yeah, so, so I remember meeting you and just being really impressed because I was like, well, she's really young and really talented and just has that, that playful, fun style. And right, um, right. all the years later, you know, here we are still. Yeah, but, well, and it's crazy. That. You know, the, the, the other thing from that, where you were talking about that we wanted you to look at the product, I've learned how important that is, you know, to really have people that would be buying the product, looking at it ahead of time and before product releases. And, you know, my, the one thing that I still pretty tried to do is, is my calendar. Like I do an annual calendar. And part of the reason I do this is because so many people say, hey, are, we want that. We want that. You've got to have that back. And so it's it's just funny how some things like that stick and just that process. But Melon was fun and, and it will always be a passion of mine. You know, hand illustration is something I just enjoy and I like that side of design, you know, and um, it opens a lot of opportunities to be able to learn things that apply to the business that we're running. Um, so I'll always be grateful for that time. And um, now I was going to ask about the backstory of melon. I was like, I don't you're like, what is it? Well, and that's what you do locally, at least so many people don't understand how it fits. Um, but I just, you know, it was, it was, it was part of when I started with wall street greetings, they knew, and I knew, Hey, I also want to be doing some stuff that's outside of the corporate world. And so it, it, like I said, it fit for both of us because I was able to learn so quickly, um, you know, just about other areas of the business. And then, you know, we also, it's helped in some ways as well, because we have a secondary line horseshoe greetings that is really getting a refresh this year. And that caters to the equestrian industry. And we started that because of some of the associations that are at the horse park, and they were used to doing some royalty programs through card programs. And so we're really excited about revamping that this year and also making it known, um, to just the equestrian enthusiast in Kentucky, you know, that we already have that relationship here, just people that like equestrian design and making sure that they know they can get paper goods there. We found that a lot of the local banks that we work for, work with on their holiday card program, Central Bank, they like that equestrian look because we're right here in Kentucky and just how that fits, you know, the market of where we are. But a lot of Mellon helps, you know, the idea of how do you introduce a new brand and um, for everything, it's so important, distribution, distribution, distribution. How are you getting it out there? How are you, you know, it's great to be able to create a product, but then what are you doing to get that product out there? Who's it going to? I like to look at like textures and paper. That would be, you know, if, if I'm starting, I'm always like, okay, are you going for, I think a thicker stock is a more high end piece and shows that you're, um, you know, knowledgeable about paper. That's where I start. <laughs> I like that. Cause I think it's, it's, um, something that has to be a part of it, right? It has to be printed on something. And so if you're putting some high quality in that, um, I know I went through that same process when we did the rebrand for my company and my graphic designer, um, he chose some very thick business cards and every time right. I hand it to someone, I get a comment on it yes. about just, it's not that flimsy. It, it, you can feel the difference compared to others. Right. Right. 
Um, so do you all target mostly these Fortune 500 companies or, you know, kind of how do your clients range? Do you ever work right. small businesses or? Right. Any business can order from us. You know, wallstreetgreetings.com is our website and um, our minimum order is 25 cards. So it's very reasonable. And we really do have cards that fit any industry, real estate um, or just, um, you know, we've actually had dealerships, car dealerships ordering this January. And so really any industry can find what they need on our site. But we, again, it goes back to the distribution. And we found that if you're going and you can get in with the, um, you know, the marketing, the um, internal buyer at these large fortune 500 firms, that's where you get the distribution. And so that's what brings on that reason that we speak, you know, about those accounts. And then, you know, again, I think also my story is, you know, you start looking at, okay, I could sell invitations, you know, with a small business where I really enjoy doing that type of art. It really fits me. And those invitations are going to be between 10 and 20 in order. And they're going to be once a year, or you start looking at, oh, well, these businesses are going to order between 250 to 500 cards a couple times a year because that's the needs of their business. And you really start, I really started comparing what makes the most sense, you know? <laughs> and that's, I think, part of the lesson in my story for any new designer coming out and uh, looking at the profitability. But so that goes back to the Fortune 500s. I mean, once we can get that distribution or once we can start really running the program for them, where we're doing all of the everyday line, we're doing the birthday, we're doing the holiday. That's such a nice addition to our annual revenue stream. Yeah. I mean, you have a finite amount of time. So if producing, you know, doing one design and, and printing 500 versus printing 20, you're obviously going to go yes. to the exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I think so too, like, even though like you have like the bigger companies that are sending the cards, like I know, like, you know, I get cards in the mail from different people from bigger companies, you know, it does plant that seed in my head, like, okay, they're sending out these cards, you know, as a thank you or a birthday or something like that. And so then that's kind of like, okay, I need to be doing something like that for my business. So, you know, it may take, you may get bigger orders from the bigger companies, but then that plants those seeds in, you know, some of the smaller guys, you know, mine's like, I need to be doing this. And then it just kind of like a, you know, adds to it. There's so much um, grassroots advertising or whatever with greeting cards, you know, that every card that goes out is an advertisement for us. I completely agree with that. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, that, that, that is another fun thing about this industry, I think. Um, I remember getting one of your all's cards from my financial advisor and I was like, Billy, I was like, Mary Ellen's company from Dallas. I was like, this is so great. Well, or even friends that randomly work for some of the companies that we do and they're, they're buying our cards on like the internal system. I love those stories too. I mean, it, it really, it is fun. It, it, and we always say, which I, I would assume you all feel the same way, but to work in an industry where we get, you know, our product brings people smiles. That's so fun. I mean, that, that's something else. I think um, the soft skills or the, the new people embarking on new careers that you really do have to find work that brings you happiness, you know, because you spend so much of your time here. And that's been another thing that our company really holds on to. I think that brings up a good point of with Melon, it was a little bit more designing for you and folks right. like you, right? And it was a smaller scale. And then you have Wall Street where you guys are designing for larger clients, a specific niche. And obviously that is going to be something you're producing more. It's more profitable. So you want to talk a little bit about 
kind of having those two different worlds. Absolutely. I mean, I think I've learned a lot about that. And, you know, part of what I've always heard my life is that left brain, left brain, right brain. And I think that's something I bring to the table that I do have both areas. And I would encourage any designer, you know, in any industry that you do look at how do you develop that side of your skills? That's the business side, as well as your artistic side. Now, for some people, that's not going to happen. And I get that. So then you be a fine artist or something. You know what I mean? Like you then need to realize that's not you and find yourself an agent or something. But for most of us, you've got to be able to assess, okay, this is my art. This is what I enjoy doing, but how do I make it profitable if I'm going to make a living off of this? And we work a lot with that here and just assessing what is a card that I like, you know, the way it's set up and what is a card that my buyer is going to really like. And so we have, you know, I have this bowl that we have because of a bull market and up market that we put on so many designs and figuring out like, okay, that bull is not my favorite, but man, does that bull sell, you know, put some flowers on the bull. So put some balloons on the bull, put some fall leaves on the bull, put a Christmas tree behind the bull. And we have ourselves a product line. You know? and, and I think that, you know, when we work with new designers here and I'm talking graphic artists is, is usually what we're working with really getting this, you know, helping them to see what we do, what works, jump on that. And I, I will give that tip, you know, if you've got any new designers that listen in your audience that um, I think artists so often when they're starting a job, they want to come in and they want to show something new and companies want to see new, but there are pieces that you have to realize this is their bread and butter. Don't change that. And like for us, it would be like our font types. You know, if we will use the same happy birthday script text font on 20 different cards. And so just take that and then put it on your new idea or, you know, just that's a, that's such a specific example. But I think having some of those, like Liz said, soft skills and then just professional skills on, I need to look at every role, whether it's my business or working for somebody else on how is this profitable? How am I best using my time to make sure that in the end, what it is, is a product that I can sell. And I, that's hard for designers because, because there is so much joy in just designing. And I think that's when you really do have to split what am I designing for? What's the purpose of this? A lot of, you know, looking at your time, how it's spent. Um, you know, we work with brand guides um, for, for some of the biggest Fortune 500 companies, you know, in, in the, the world. And so you really are pigeonholed into, you can use this font, you can use these colors. And I like that creativity now that I've worked in it a long time that you are looking at, okay, I have a five by seven space and it's almost a puzzle or, you know, how do I put these pieces together where I can bring this creativity in, but have to meet the regulations of, of what that brand is looking for. And probably it's that same practice in sourcing for your boutique or, you know, designing a home or a room. I would assume it's that same idea of working in parameters that, that really can bring out the creativity. You know, I've found I actually am better with parameters to really get the creative juices flowing. Now, is there a certain type of, um, just say you're looking to start thinking about doing a card or something for your business. Is there like a certain structure? Is it more like simplicity is best or um, how do people... Different. Yeah, I think that's such a good question. You've got to look at your brand. Um, you know, some people choose a card that's very um, highly embellished, like foils and embossing, and they're really looking to show, I think with that card, we care enough about you to really put out, and our business is at this level of 
luxury that we want to put out a card that represents our brand in that way. I think some people want to be recognized for the industry. That's where I, I kind of chuckled about the bowl where you really want something. If you're selling makeup, you want some sort of a lipstick or design, you know, that fits with that. If, if you're selling financial, you want a chart or a graph. And I think it, it's, what we always laugh at buying cards like so many things is very subjective to the buyer of course but if you're really trying to do it you know who are you sending to are your clients and what brand are you trying to give off are you giving that humorous are you giving that um hey this is just a tasteful design i want you to know i'm thinking of you but i'm not putting a lot of money into that you know there's there's so many options that you really have a lot to look at i think um a lot of times it's easiest to just start with a branded note card we were talking about a note card you know a flat card or a folded card but that has your logo an on index it. card i think is what an mean, index right? <laughs> you know but that is just an easy way to kind of get into the practice and then i, I do think if you're then going to look at a birthday card campaign that you're going to send birthday cards, what represents you and your business? You know, that, that again is, is where you start. And there's, there's, you know, so many different, that's, that's what we look at again, back to what's profitable. Are you filling the different, um, market spaces in your product line is something we work with our designers on, you know, do you have options so that people can come to our site and see something that fits their business? Um, so you talked about this year with the pandemic that there has been an increase in greeting cards sent and people, you know, sending those types of personal messages. What do you see? Where do you see the industry, I guess, going from here? How do you see things changing or, um, you know, just rebuilding in general? Right, right. I definitely think just like with anything, the customization and targeting, um, you know, honing in on target markets. So for us, that's okay. What industry, what are each industry's needs? That's really where things are headed, I think, for cards. And, and of course, you know, we see even in the corporate world, more people want photos and, or being able to customize a card with their logo on the front, not just on the inside or to get their colors in it. And so really looking at our design team to make sure that we're staffed so that we can customize at that level. Um, and so I also think that there has been attention to price this year. Um, people are not looking from what we've seen for that really high end piece this year. It's more of the touch, touch point. And I don't think anybody wants to look exuberant this year. You know, everybody just wants, I'm here for you. I'm, we're, you know, like I said, that touch point, just kind of a nice, honest, here's a card from us. And so we've been, we've paid attention to that. You know, we can see just from last year that kind of what we would call our more standard line is really what did better. Where in previous years, the luxury lines have really peaked. Um, but I think for the industry, you know, there's always talk about the post office, I think, and cards in general, but cards aren't going away. I mean, they really have their place, I think, in building business and just continuing relationships. And the industry's changing. I mean, we laugh, I think, again, 15 years ago, the stationary show that I referenced, we wanted to go to a session and, and we weren't allowed in because we didn't have a brick and mortar. And it's kind of what we've talked about earlier, you know, that oh, that is a completely different situation now. And, and back then, I don't even probably think Etsy would have just been surfacing or it had surfaced or, you know, or it hadn't yet. But um, so I definitely think any, anyone in the greeting card selling position is taking it online, just like so many industries. And we were already positioned that way. We laugh about how back in the day, our early website, just how funny it is, you know, <laughs> how, how, um, not advanced it was when we started out, but I always laugh, hey, but we were there, we were online, <laughs> you know, we knew that was, that was the future, so. Now we just need to come up with a way to, to 
educate people to write a card and send a card. Right, right. <laughs> and you know, I do see that some of that might be the next phase of something fun that I get into of just how do you really start teaching people the value of first of all relationships, I think, and then how to use cards to do that. So yeah, I've had a lot of thought about that. Like, okay, I'm, I'm there with you. We need to retrain this generation. And I actually, what the, the story show actually is kind of like millennials um, are big card senders and they'll pay more for cards. Hmm. Um, you know, that like, or I guess it's not, it's they're more dedicated that like there are millennials that if they're card senders, they take it very seriously. They're sending higher end expensive cards, like what we were talking about with the paper stocks. And they, like I said, they would like consider themselves card connoisseurs or they're, you know, they're in that industry. So I, I think that's interesting that there is that pocket of interest there. We had a past guest, Mary Ellen, um, Robin from Southern Hospitality Etiquette. And so I follow her on social media and she posted just a couple weeks ago, um, like an anatomy or like a template for how to write a thank you note. You know, it was like a greeting, you know, reference the gift that someone gave you, tell them how you're using it. And then some kind of nice closing. Um, and I just, I mean, it's so simple. It's not like you have to create a poem or, you know, write a novel in this, right. in this note card. It's just something to let somebody know, like, Hey, thank you. Um, and I thought that was really helpful. And sometimes too, I just wonder like everybody is, or I guess maybe was living such like a fast paced life. It was just like, boom, 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 boom. And I don't know that people really had the time to sit down and think, okay, you know, let me just take a couple minutes and write it down. Cause it was always like, Oh, and I know I was guilty of it too. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to write my card. I'm gonna do it this afternoon. And then this afternoon I got busy and oh, I'm going to do it in the morning. So I think too, with the pandemic where everybody's kind of had a little more time to, you know, think about what they're doing and, and right. all of that. I think it's really kind of put it into perspective. Like, okay, maybe, you know, I need to make the time now to. It's, to well, it's funny. January's are always a big sales month for us because it is, it's kind of like that new year's resolution. Like, okay, this is the year for my business. I'm going to send these cards out. I'm going to make sure to hit, but you know what the cards do. And again, what you can't ignore is they, they do spur that, that reaction that they're going to get a card and more than likely in a business setting, then they're going to pick up the phone and call or send an email that says, Hey, thank you so much. And then it allows you to have that connection. Uh, okay. Do we need to review your account? What's the next step, you know, to further whatever that business relationship is. Yeah. I mean, to Sasha's point, because everyone was slash is so busy, when you do receive a card, you know, like that took a minute, they had to think about it, stop what they were doing get the card together and write it and then take time to mail it to me. And right. so then that gives an extra layer of meaning to it. Right. But there's such, there's so many practices in place where, you know, you'll talk to some people that every morning they set aside time at a desk, like in a professional setting to write those cards. So, okay, who do I need to follow up with either prospecting or like I said, you know, more looking back at who, who do I need to cultivate new business with or, and it, it's easy practice too. Like I have a, a desk where it had at home that has my cards in it so I can go to. And so, you know, getting either that desk drawer or that box that's in your desk or that file folder that has your cards so that you always have it available. I think that's things that maybe we do have to start teaching that to some people. But once you get into that practice, I think you do start to see results. Um, my team as a part of our operations manual makes it sound so cold, but just our general process when we meet with a new client. Um, it's part of our, once we get back to the office steps to get out the stationery that we have our branded stationery to write a note, put your card in it and mail it to them. Because 
from a sales perspective, you know, they say, I think it's always been what, like seven touches to make that relationship and connect with someone. And so I don't look at it necessarily as one of those touches, but it oh, is. Yeah, it absolutely uh, so, is. Yeah. I love how you were like your operator's manual. <laughs> She's... <laughs> I love it. I, oh, <laughs> try to pretend like I'm big business over here. <laughs> Clearly, I can't operate the, the computer today, but whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, so Mary Ellen, you were talking about January is a big month for your company. I would think also December holiday stuff, right? right. Well, December actually, right. So fourth quarter for us is the biggest pocket of time. We sell more birthday cards, but they do... Um, come in at the end of the year. And we found really October and November, the biggest sales period. And then December, of course, that first week right after Thanksgiving is going to be huge for us. But it is interesting how it drops off. You know, like you, we're not the UPS when we're hiring for the, for the seasonal staff, we say, you're going to still get like your week before Christmas. Cause once you can't send cards, you know, we have to be able to ship them to the buyer, then the buyer still has to mail them. And so, you know, it, it does end and man, when it ends, you feel it. It's, it's really an interesting feeling of like, okay, season's over. <laughs> like the orders have ceased. <laughs> um, but, but our, our October and November, um, and I think that's another thing that you may not, but how many businesses are seasonal like that? Mm -hmm. um, where those, those really for us are the critical months and something like this year, it's been so eye opening. I mean, if we had been in quarantine, during those months where it was locked down, shut down like it was in the spring, just how that would have affected our business because that's the majority of our sales for the year because they'll come in at that time. Um, and then you start looking at everything from repeat business and just the necessities of what it takes to keep the business going, I think, in a year like this, kind of got off track. But for us, that busy season is, no, is October, November. Um, and a lot of what we do now is putting of course, the designs and then the marketing structure and the procedures in place to rev up for that time. But it's also an interesting business to manage because of that seasonal nature. Um, I would think boutiques are the same way where just your whole staffing or even the, the print technology that we need. I mean, we definitely have more than enough now, but we always feel like we don't have enough when we're actually running you know, the orders and the capacity that we need them to run in October, November. So if somebody's listening and they're interested in doing um, some business, how, how, what do you suggest that they do first? How do they go about getting in touch with you guys or what would be their first step? Ordering through us, you mean, Sasha? Yeah, I'd go to our website first um, and browse the cards. And then, of course, from there, there's the contact us information. And so we actually have customer service staff that would reach out. They could help you place your order or let you know about any of the options that we have that you may not see on the website if there's something specific you're looking for. But on our site, you'll find, um, like I said, just stationary. You'll find foldover cards. You'll find variety packs where maybe you want to get 25 birthday cards, but five different designs of each type, you know, so you can see what you like best. You could just place a order of 25 birthday cards, you know, to just start getting started, start getting started to get started sending cards um, in the next few months. We also have e-cards and that's another piece of our business that we've seen needs to happen to stay up with customers' needs. And so the e-cards that we have correspond with the greeting cards. So it would allow you to send a card to maybe top prospects, but then you can use the e-cards for, especially in this past year, people where you're not sure where their mailing address is or where you just need an email. Um, and that again, it just, it generates that quick response. Now we don't think they have the same effect 
as a greeting card because it is a lot as we talked about, there's not the whole idea of, oh, they really stopped and took time to write this letter and get the stamp and put it in the, you know, the mail. Um, but the e-cards are fun too. So you can browse that on our site as well. Um, but, you know, that's to me, it's wallstreetgreetings.com. Everything spelled out is the best way really to get started. I had forgot about the e-cards. I had wrote that down. Um, yeah. You know, with, with social media and the internet, you know, how that had, had changed. Um, you know, the whole paper card aspect, but, um, I, I feel like, I don't know. And I don't know Liz too, like if you receive a lot of e-cards, I feel like there for a little bit, you know, that was kind of like the thing that everybody was doing, but now I don't, um, you know, it was kind of cool when it first came out, like, Oh, right. it's so, you know, kind of cool to send an e-card, but now I don't know if people do that as much. I don't get as many, but I think it's because email kind of became the enemy. It wasn't like fun anymore. It was everyone was bogged down in their inbox. And so then we, I think we kind of swung back to snail mail in my opinion. But what I like, Mary Ellen, is where you said this year, you know, people working from home and you don't necessarily have their mailing address. That was something that I was, was facing was because, you know, I work with a lot of these sorority house um, or headquarters with their housing right. departments. And if all right. these folks went home, well, I don't know their personal addresses. Right. How do I get things? So the e-card is actually a really nice solution, even if it's just an interim thing. Right. And it's another example of listening to your customers. You know, there was one of our top buyers that said, we've really got to find a solution. And we're like, hey, this is easy. You know, we can, we can definitely set this up electronically. And it was popular this year. It really was a nice addition. That's cool. That's nice that you were able to meet that need and, and so easily, like it was already. Right. <laughs> uh, well, and I, you know, to me, that's what's fun about small business, you know, that we're not a corporation where you can't make moves like that and adjustments and react to what your customers are telling you. That's my favorite thing about working in small business is, you know, you're not tied down with corporate red tape, I guess. <laughs> it feels like too, after this past year, you have to kind of be adaptable to things right, because right. you just don't ever know. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow you could have a whole different game plan and just right. not even know what's coming. <laughs> oh, well, thanks Mary Ellen for talking with us and sharing. It was that. A pleasure. There was a lot of stuff I learned that even though I've known you and known about the company, I just wasn't fully aware of. Well, I hope so. That's kind of, um, I guess I always heard a quote, leaders are just connectors, you know, connectors with ideas and information. And so I, I would hope that everybody learns some, listen to this. That's my favorite thing, I guess. So, and I learned stuff talking. I mean, I love connecting with any sort of design people. <laughs> so. yeah, I hear you. Okay. Well, let's learn more about you specifically then. Okay. Um, I know you've listened to some episodes, so you probably know what questions are coming from me and Sasha. My question is, I want to know about your personal home style. How would you describe that? So I've been thinking about that because we did just renovate. My, one of my questions for you is, is it normal that you love and hate your renovation about 50 times a day? <laughs> that you just go back and forth. I love it. Why did I do that? I, this is the best thing. I can't yep. stand that decision. <laughs> because you overthought it in the process and then you had to make a decision and sometimes you make it under duress and then you do it and then oh. you're like, oh, I didn't think about that. But well, I love that your renovation turned out beautifully. Well, thank you. But that's a whole, we moved in on March 1st. We had our third baby on March 5th and then quarantine started March 10th. So I talked to everybody about how like, I thought I was going to have this nice maternity decorating my house and it ended up, couldn't even go to home good or, you know, get away from the older two that we were now doing school for. So it was an interesting situation, but my house, I was so Navy. I've, I've got a lot of Navy going on in my house. I, I was thinking about my, I don't know. I just, just think 
for me, what I like is looking at tradition and then adding in unexpected pieces, I guess. I, and I, and I like kind of comfort is another thing I've thought about. I want my home to be that home where it's got a lot of, I'm really bad about buying artwork because I don't want artwork that's up there just to be artwork. It has to mean something to me. I have to have found it at some really cool place or, you know, I'm, I'm kind of weird about that, but that goes to the comfort. I have a lot of pictures in my home. So I want it to be fun and inspiring and comfortable, I guess. I, I play around with color, try and accent with color. We did follow the all white walls trend, but now I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta get some color and some things up on the wall. So I'll do things like draperies and patterns. I like to play with patterns, um, mix textiles and colors and patterns. So I don't know what style you would call that because <laughs> I feel like it's all over the place. Let's but... just name it melon. And just like yeah. I, well, and I do find that like there, you know, when I am designing for myself, it's either, oh, I wish I could find this somewhere or it's funny how just the color palettes transition and um, but but you've I, done I that in the southern. past. You've taken your designs and had them printed wallpaper. on wallpaper, right? Yes, 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 that is fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I mean, you've totally customized your house, I think. Or you, you know, <laughs> you can get on right. this one now. Right. So, and so, like, I think I was saying that in southern, like, I can't get away from that. I don't know if it's, but just that that old southern tradition. I think there's something comfortable about that. I like hand-me-downs. I'm never, you know, like any piece from a grandmother's house or I'm never going to turn it away. I'm like, yes, this old chair, we'll just enjoy it forever because it had sentimental value. <laughs> okay. Now, you know, my question is how would you describe your personal fashion style? I know. And I've thought about that too. And it's just as crazy. <laughs> and I was thinking about it. I like class. I, I was going to say like, I like expensive, but I'm a bargain girl. So <laughs> Know how that fits, but I think I like effortless style, you know, and again, comfort, comfortable, but I, I do love fashion. And again, like bringing in color and having something unexpected with pattern play, like, um, but then just like that simple go-to blouse I like as well. Um, so I, I was thinking like, I, I guess if, if I could pick, you know, the, the Jackie Kennedy, if I could look like that every day, I'd be cool. Like, that'd be great. <laughs> Have that budget and, you know, that wardrobe. Um, Cause I do think she had such a, she was unexpected. She had the color in there, but it was still very classic. So sometimes too, you can find expensive for a bargain. Right, right. You can always find expensive oh, I know you can. <laughs> it's so. a little bit of work to find it, but you, sometimes you can find expensive right. on, a, on a bargain. <laughs> do you want to tell everybody where they can find you or how they can connect with you even outside of Wall Street Greetings? Well, since I had so many different um, kind of greeting card pieces in place. I eventually made my Instagram just Mary Ellen Harden and it's Harden E-N. I always say that. Um, but then Wall Street Greetings, like I said, I've, I think I've said that website a few times and you can find, we do abbreviate, it's Wall ST Greetings on Instagram um, and Facebook. Um, and then I do think LinkedIn more and more these days has such a good place to connect. So I'm on there as Mary Ellen Harden as well. Good. Well, thanks so much, Mary Ellen. We're excited to let people listen and hear about